0: Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. It's me, your favorite fucking podcast host, Noor Al-Khaldi. You know what? I'm going to start saying my name is Noor Al-Khaldi instead of Noor Al-Khaldi. There are sirens going off. I hope no one is dead, Um, but it's also annoying. But yeah, I, I feel like I have always pronounced my name Noor Al-Khaldi just because I don't want to deal with it. But it's like, Maybe people should fucking learn how to say Nur al-Khaldi. One of my favorite things to do is actually whenever someone I know doesn't speak Arabic, I try to get them to say Qalqala because my understanding is that if you can say Qalqala, you can pronounce anything in Arabic. Um, That usually is a waste of time because most people actually can't say Qalqala um, what usually ends up happening is they say "kalkala" repeatedly. And finally, I just tell them that they're a failure. So, you know, maybe I'll stop doing that. But what I'll do in lieu of that is just say, my name is Nur al-Khaldi. And that's what I'm going to say. My name is Nur al-Khaldi. Nur al-Khaldi. I am the eternal light. Um, if you can't tell already, this is a solo episode We are doing one solo episode a month. That is, that's the new thing that we're doing here. That's the new year, new me, fucking, that's my resolution. I have no other resolutions except for this, which is that I will be doing one solo episode a month because you fucking weirdos like it. And I love doing them. It's so fun to just be that person for once where I'm just talking about myself incessantly, and someone is just listening to me you know what I mean it's like it's like I'm having a conversation with a friend but I am a complete narcissist so like I'm just talking about myself non-stop and the other person is just kind of like nodding their head I think that you know I'm not doing that in real life so why not why not do that in podcast form you know what I mean like if you guys could talk back to me that would be nice but you can't so here we are um yeah I it's It's January, it's Friday, January 22nd. I actually recorded an episode on Inauguration Day, which was on Wednesday, but I decided to re-record it, and I don't think I've ever actually re-recorded an episode unless there was like something wrong with it. There was nothing wrong with the episode per se. I just felt like I was in a weird mood, Um, so that's why I'm re-recording it, it's just because I I don't want to be in a weird mood. I want to be in like a fun mood. Not that there's anything wrong with like not being in a fun mood, but that's just not the vibe that I really felt like putting out there. So yeah, there was definitely a lot of parts of that episode that I was like, oh, that was really funny though. But that's what happens when you're just a really funny person. Um, Yeah, so solo episode. I have so much that I want to talk to you guys about. Um, I have a lot of really great guests coming up that I think you're going to all be really fucking into and yeah, I mean it's the new year. Um and to quote Deathcap for Q a cute Q day, cutie, I don't feel any different. Um I mean honestly I've never been a New Year's resolutions kind of person only just because I'm like I'm constantly setting goals for myself. So to, you know, have this arbitrary day where like goals should begin seems dumb like if i want to incorporate a new habit into my life i'm just going to do it like the new year doesn't really make a difference to me at all it never really has um but yeah it just seems like you know 2021 is really trying to compete with 2020 um you know where do we start uh president Trump was impeached. He's no longer the president anymore. Ha ha. Um, Reality TV star or like D-list celebrity, Donald Trump was impeached for a second time. There was a coup at the Capitol. Um, My father was admitted into the emergency room. Um, And then there was the presidential inauguration earlier this week, which I was surprisingly emotional about. Um, and I think it was more so not like I'm like, oh, my God, I love Joe Biden and Kamala so much or Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. I I, I, I always second guess the way I pronounce her name. And I, I really need to figure this out. But Kamala, 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 I think it's Kamala. Um. Anyway, I'm, it's not like I'm like, oh, my God, I love them so much. It's just like, Donald Trump is not our president anymore. And that is emotional. Like, I don't think if you don't live in America, I don't think you can really understand what it was like to have your president be such a fucking piece of shit joke of a human being. Um, like I couldn't listen to NPR anymore in my car as much as I loved listening to NPR in my car couldn't do that anymore because I you know what if I was driving on the highway and Donald Trump started speaking and I would be so triggered while I'm driving and 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 I just I couldn't I couldn't deal with it it was it was embarrassing it was infuriating um he was trying to destroy democracy and like it it was just a really unsettling time especially for me as a visible minority um it just it, it wasn't a good time so and it's so funny to me I lo- I lo- lose followers whenever i post about like american politics and i assume it's from like my arab followers who live overseas but like what i feel like a lot of people overseas fail to consider is like i live here like i yeah i care about the elections yeah i'm gonna support biden i am going to support the candidate who is the lesser of the two evils like I am going to exercise my right to vote and you can fucking unfollow me if you don't like that because you're like, oh, Biden is going to bomb the Middle East. Probably. I mean, does it suck? Yeah. Am I happy about it? No. But like, dude, name a fucking president or politician who isn't fucking the Middle East, including Politicians in the Middle East. Like, I am so sorry. My expectations out of Joe Biden is not to protect the Middle East. My expectations out of Joe Biden is to give a fuck about the United States of America because he's the president of the United States of America. Now, if you want to talk about the president or the sheikhs or whatever the fuck in the Middle East, we can have a different talk because they don't give a fuck about anyone in the Middle East. They only care about money like every other politician. So um, no, I don't have any unrealistic expectations out of the president of the United States of America and everyone who's like oh my god we love Obama Obama was a war criminal sorry like did he have like edgy taste in music sometimes or whatever the fuck and did he have like a cute family and a cool wife yeah sure still a war criminal so I mean listen it's just a matter of you know being excited about a president who doesn't blatantly say that they're racist So, and if you don't understand that, I don't really care to explain it to you because you're fucking dumb and I can't help you with that. So that's what I'll say about that. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a surprisingly emotional, um, afternoon for me and, um, also having a female vice president. I know I, I talked about this when they won the election, um, but it's just really exciting. It's really exciting to have, um, a female in, in office who is not only, not only a woman, but she is a black South Asian woman. Like that's mind blowing. That's, I'm just a fan of progress and people can debate that. I'm not like blindly optimistic. I am just a fan of looking for silver linings and optimism. I don't force anyone else to also feel that way, but that's how I feel. Like I remember when H&M came out with a modesty collection and all these Muslim people lost their absolute mind because they were like, this fucking sucks and it's not good enough. It's like, right, maybe it's not perfect, but it's progress. And yeah, I'm sure they want to make money, but at the same time, it's like, okay, what business doesn't want to make money? And also, at least they're acknowledging us. And I don't mean to sound like a woman who's in an abusive relationship where she's like, you know, at least he only slaps me on my fucking lower body and not on my face, but like, it's like, Any effort is better than no effort, in my opinion. And again, you don't have to agree with that. But that's just how I live my life. And I'm a pretty fucking happy person. So I, you know what? I choose optimism and joy. That's what I fucking choose. Because at the end of the day, every politician sucks. Um, They don't give a fuck about you. And no large corporation gives a fuck about you. And you just have to have realistic expectations out of them. And yeah, we can try to change things and that's great. But also, you also need to like accept like reality to a certain degree. Like you can want to change reality, but that doesn't mean that you 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 like pretend like it's not actually reality. What I'm trying to say is don't be fucking delusional. Um, but yeah, I... I feel this strange sense of relief just knowing that Trump's gone and I never have to see his dumb face or hear his dumb voice ever fucking again, hopefully. Um, so again, silver linings, silver linings. You know what I mean? Like just, guys, do you not want to be happy? I just, I don't know. Um, and yeah, I think that I think that happiness is, for a lot of people, not a choice because of, you know, are people just straight up dying? Can you guys hear that? Um, I know that happiness isn't always a choice for people. I mean, depression and all those things are very real. But I also think that there are things we can do to create a better quality of life and be happier. And I think that a lot of times it's easier to kind of blame other people and other things for that. When in reality, I think a lot of us are fully in control of our own happiness. I feel fully in control of my own happiness. I take full responsibility for it. If I'm unhappy, maybe I need to take a step back and reflect on what I've been doing lately that's made me feel unhappy. Um, Like at the very beginning... Of the new year, um, I just, new year's means nothing to me, but I just, you know, we, like most businesses had kind of taken a break. So I didn't have as much work to do. And then I just kind of fell into this weird place of like lacking any sort of motivation to do even the smallest task. But I knew that that's what my body needed. And it was very clear to me that my mind and my body needed to rest. And I decided to give my body and mind that that time to rest and recuperate for what felt like to me an appropriate amount of time. And then once that appropriate amount of time had passed, I was like, all right, I don't want to do this. But I know that if I do this, it will make me feel better. And I've allowed myself to have that break. But now we have to face reality. And so I started trying to get back into my old routine. And lo and behold, I am I feel great. I, I'm back in my routine. I'm on top of, you know, all of my emails, um, all of my work, my house chores, my, you know, everything. I will say this week, as far as, you know, family work balance hasn't been the easiest. I have been working a lot this week, which means I've neglected my family a little bit this week. But I think the reason for that is last week, my dad was admitted into the emergency room for some health issues, and he was in the hospital for a few days. So that was really emotionally taxing. Um, And, you know, even though I kind of started getting back into my work groove, this happened like last week, so basically halfway through the week, I just had to like stop everything and, and, and be there for my family, which I mean. I did immediately with no hesitation. I love my dad more than anything in the world. It was a really scary time for me. Um, I, I just, i am he's home, he's doing a lot better. But listen, I just, not to get too emo right from the, the jump, but like the thought of ever losing either of my parents is absolutely terrifying. And um, as someone who struggles with anxiety, that is a thought that creeps into my mind more often than not. And I would really like to get that under control. But it's it's more so like, um not like I'm always worried that they're going to die, but like a constant state of awareness that death is inevitable. And it's more likely that death occurs in old age, which my parents are. My parents had me when they were in their 40s. Um, and it makes me sad. And it really bums me out. And so yeah, I really wanted to be strong for my mom and 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 be there with my dad at the hospital and, and kind of be an advocate for him in the hospital room because only one person is allowed to be there at a time. So for one of the days, I was there most of the day. So I was interacting with like the nurses and the doctors and something that really infuriated me, which this isn't the first time I've ever seen it happen, but it's unfortunate that it also happens in hospitals is that my dad speaks English fluently. I mean, he, he, He's lived in America for like over 30 years. You know, he's lived in America for very long. He speaks English fluently, but he still has an accent. There's no doubt about that. Now, his accent isn't so thick that it's like impossible to understand him, but he has an accent. And I just watch so many people interact with him and like just be like, I can't understand you. It's like, bitch, if you can't understand him... You probably have some comprehension issues. I think you're just annoyed by the fact that a an immigrant is speaking to you. That's that's how it, it really translated to me. It's like, how dare this annoying old immigrant speak to me with his dumb accent where I actually have to pay attention and try to understand what he's saying? Like this this is this is a little bit a little bit more work for me and I'm just not interested in that. It's like, mm, "Go fuck yourself." Um so yeah, that was that was a little frustrating, and, and I was so grateful that I was there to, to chime in and be like, hi. Yeah, is there, is there a reason you can't understand what my dad is saying? Because I feel like he's speaking pretty clearly. So what is it that you didn't understand? Um, to which they're usually like, oh, fuck. Because they are like, oh, this dumb little Muslim girl, she's she probably, you know, got married when she was twelve and doesn't speak English or isn't allowed to speak without the permission of like a man or some weird fucking thing like that. It's it's listen, it doesn't bother me, but it's just like shocking that people I, I can I can just see it, the look on their face when I start speaking, and they're like, you can talk. It's like stop. Watching Aladdin, you know what I mean? Like, read a book, watch the news, go on the internet. Don't be a dumb bitch. Um, yeah. So that was that was a little that was. I had a, I had a rough time last week, so yeah. So because of that, um, I had to take some time off of work, which I'm so glad that the partners I work with were really understanding about it and amazing, and 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 I didn't even really need to explain much. I was just like, "Hey, listen, I have a family emergency," and they were like, "Take take as much time as you need." So, um, yeah, I spent a lot of time with my family last week and, and over the weekend, and then this week I really had to like get caught up on work, but that also means it threw off my balance and I wasn't really able to spend any time with any family at all this week, which, you know, we're in a pandemic. I'm not really spending time with really anyone other than my family. And um, I feel bad. I feel guilty. I feel like I'm letting down my nephews because I didn't stop by to see them. But like, I just don't have the capacity to do it all. I really, really, really don't. And, you know, Um, I'm still trying to, to, to get back on my shit and, and be on top of things. And it's just kind of like I was saying, like you're in charge of your happiness, but there are certain things you need to do and sacrifices you need to make sometimes. So a sacrifice that I felt like I had to make this week was not being able to see my family or, and put time into work since I was a little behind so that next week I will be on top of work. And I will be able to have time to see my family. And that will make me happy. And, but it's different for everyone. I mean, everyone has different sources of happiness. Work brings me a lot of joy. Um, Spending time with my family, hot yoga. That is one thing that I'm glad I was able to do last week and this week was continue to go to hot yoga just because mentally and physically, I just need it. it. I know I always talk about how much I love hot yoga but I, I really can't recommend it enough, especially if you are like me and you're a really tense um, type A person. It's just meditation has always been difficult for me and I'm still struggling with it, but I've been able to clear my mind at least for a few moments. You know what I mean? And and, and just that little break is it's unlike anything else and not just that you know, when you're sweating, it just feels like you are shedding these parts of yourself that don't serve you. It just, when I'm in yoga or in hot yoga and I'm dripping, drenched in sweat, I feel like I am releasing all of this tension, all of this anxiety and worry and fears like it feels like it's just leaving my body and my mind is so clear after class and I feel so open and receptive and just relaxed and my shoulders are low and my body feels strong and good and it just in every aspect of it I can't recommend it enough um but you know, I really honestly at this point it's like take a shot every time Noor says hot yoga. But truly, it's just, it's, it's, it's unlike anything else that I've ever, any type of physical activity I've ever done. Like I know that, you know, working out releases um, you know, the the the, the happy chemicals, but this is something else. This is like some next level type shit, man. Like it's just it's really great. And um, yeah, so. That was, that was my, my little release for myself this week is is I went to hot yoga twice and, and I did manage to get a few things done around my apartment that I'd been thinking about, which or that I'd been meaning to do for a while, like organizing my laundry room and organizing my pantry and my fridge and, and things like that, that, you know, you need to maintain, you need to upkeep in order to, to have a clean and clutter-free home. Um, so I was a little behind on like, you know, maintenance as far as like my apartment goes, which... I know I brought it up a few weeks ago, I think that I was considering moving because my lease was up and, um, I, I saw my, well, well, what I really wanted to do was move into a larger apartment in my building on the same floor. They didn't have any available that were larger. They only had my size or smaller. So I didn't want that. And then I went and looked at other apartment buildings and, um, it's so funny to me how your priorities shift because I went and viewed a, a high rise in the heart of like downtown and it had floor-to-ceiling windows in the living room and the bedroom with a gorgeous balcony with an incredible view and I just all I could think about was like yeah this view is great and I love all the natural light which like like guys, you don't understand how much I fucking love natural light, especially as someone who creates content indoors, like natural lighting helps me do my job better. And it's, it just makes my life easier. So it's, it is important to me for like, you know, work purposes, but also like, I love, I love natural light. I, I need it. So, you know, we have this beautiful apartment and it was actually like a pretty reasonable price for the location and and the size and, and the view and everything. So like, there was a lot of positives, but I just couldn't get over the fact that I hated the kitchen. And I never thought, I never thought I would be a person who's like, here's this amazing apartment, but the kitchen is just so, so, like it wasn't even an ugly kitchen. It was just like a mediocre kitchen. And I could not get past that. And I was like, when did I become this person who prioritizes the kitchen over aesthetics? You know what I mean? Like, I guess I'm like responsible. I guess I, I I literally am just like, who the fuck is this person? Like, I kept waiting for my mind to change, but like, I just couldn't get past it. And my kitchen in my current apartment is gorgeous and... Did I pick a gorgeous kitchen over more space and floor-to-ceiling windows and amazing natural light and an amazing view and a balcony? Yeah, that's, that's what I did. That's who I am. Who the fuck knows what is going on? And I've been reflecting a lot this week about like just personal growth um, and just thinking back to when I felt like I really just had no no real self-discipline and no control over my temper. And, you know, when I was mad, it was just like a free-for-all. You know, I can say whatever comes to mind, no matter how damaging or hurtful it is to other people. Like, I'm mad and that's all that matters. And, and you know, I, I'm going to say what I want to say. And, like, I I think back and, like, how how did I – change that and it just really comes down to self-awareness and just really taking a step back and looking at your behavior and telling yourself and being honest with yourself and saying hey that's that's unacceptable behavior uh it's regardless of what this other person did to upset me I, i don't need to behave this way it's not productive and it, to, to allow yourself to lose control in that way is unsettling. And you almost feel like this, like I remember when I would get so mad and I would almost feel like, like hungover after. You feel like shit after. It's not like you like lose your shit and then you're like, I feel great. Like you feel terrible. And I'm all for expressing yourself, but I'm also all for expressing yourself when it's productive and I I really really am proud of the growth that I've had in the last few years because I mean when I was in my early 20s I really just had no self-discipline you know what I mean like I just said whatever did whatever didn't give a fuck and now you know that I've allowed myself to gradually grow into the person that I want to be and I will always feel that there's more growth and and there's more to learn and there's more to do it's not like I'm like well I did it I'm done no it's like this is a forever thing this is a constant thing this is until the day I die I will be trying to be a better version of myself but it's more so like appreciating that young nor for having enough perspective to really realize, hey, you can't, you can't act like this forever. It's just not a good look. It's not good for you. It's not, it's not serving you, um, and finding alternative ways to express these emotions in a healthy way that ultimately serves you in some way, shape, or form. And you don't feel terrible about yourself after it and you know it's it's almost in every aspect like even you know when I was younger I would lose my temper so often when I would talk to my parents I was so short with them I had no patience for my parents when in reality I think back and it's like if there's ever a person to have or ever people for me to have patience for, it should be the people who raised me and and gave me everything I've ever needed and have been there for me and loved me unconditionally and have had immense patience for me. The least I could do is have a little bit more patience and show them some grace the way that they've shown me. Um, You know, and obviously everyone's relationship with their parents is different. So I can only speak for myself when I say that. But I mean, yeah, I was, uh, I was completely unwarranted in, in my fucking brat attacks that I had when I was younger, like just absolutely, just a spoiled fucking entitled piece of shit. You know what I mean? And, um, I know I always joke about like, I have the entitlement of a white man and I do, I do, because people will treat you the way you allow them to treat you and, why shouldn't I walk around and, and 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 engage in um conversations when it comes to work or other with the entitlement of a white man and i I'm not saying like you know what I'm trying to say is that like people will treat you the way you allow them to, which I think I already said, but i I just I demand respect you know what I mean it's not like I wait for someone to give it to me it's like oh you're not giving it to me I'm gonna fucking call you out for it and I'm gonna take it a step further and um demand it I don't even know if that makes any sense I don't know what the fuck I'm saying but listen I what was I saying before all this oh what I was saying is I'm not moving Um, I'm staying in my apartment. I love my apartment. Here's the thing, guys. I actually genuinely love my apartment. I just wanted a little bit more space and maybe a change of scenery. I think it probably has something to do with the pandemic. Um, because I've, I've lived here for only like 12 or 13 months. Like it's not that long, but I think that I was just craving change. And, um, I mean, I moved into this apartment one or two months max before, everything happened. So I've just spent a lot of times in my apartment, which I love. I love that. But it's also like, when you see the same thing every day, it's you used to really start to crave change. So I think it was a little bit of the fact that yeah, I, I was craving change. I was bored. But also, if I'm being honest, the only reason I want more space is because I have an addiction to buying furniture. You heard it here first. I'm pretty sure I've said this before. But my love of buying furniture knows no bounds. Like this week alone I've almost bought two tables. When number one, I I have no need for any more tables. It's number one. Number two, I actually have nowhere to put them. So there's that. <laughs> like genuinely have nowhere to put them. There's no there's no place for them. And I still really – like, one of them was, like, an online, like, Instagram store, and they're based in Miami. And I was like, oh, can you deliver it to to Orlando? And they are like, oh, delivery will be, like, $100. And and the item they were selling, it was a vintage Burlwood table, and it was already so overpriced that I was like, I'm not going to pay this overpriced price that they have and then additionally spend another $100 on shipping. Like, that would just not sit well with me. So I skipped out on that, but there's still another table um, that – I might still buy, I don't know where I would put it, but I might still buy it because I'm, I'm a crazy person. Okay. I'm a crazy person. And you caught me. I want to move so that I could have more space for furniture. You caught me. You caught me red-handed. I just, I just love furniture, man. What what can I say? It's everyone has their, their weaknesses. And you know, growing up, I loved like every, I'm such a fucking spoiled brat, but I I would get an allowance. Um, I didn't get a job until I was about, I want to say, 24 or 25. But even then, I lived with my parents, so I had no real expenses. Um, But, you know, ever since I can remember, back to when I was getting an allowance, every Friday, I would immediately just go to the mall and buy clothes, Um, And then I got a little bit older and I started getting into skincare. So I started buying skincare and then I started getting into makeup and I would buy makeup. And it was just constantly, constantly feeling like I need to buy things all the time. I need to buy things all the time. And and I realize now that like buying clothes and and makeup and skincare doesn't bring me the same joy anymore. And I've often wondered if it has something to do with the fact that I am in a position, my career – makes it so that I get sent clothing, skincare, and makeup all the time. And I do think that that's probably a contributing factor. But I also just think that as I get older, the things that bring me joy are no longer clothes, makeup, and skincare. The things that bring me joy now are vacuums and, um, coffee tables and, um, really nice bed sheets and, um, you know, finding like a granite cleaner that works really well. Like those, those are the things that really make me a happy person. And it's so weird. And it's so fucking lame. And I always think of that TikTok where it's like 22 year old me seeing like, you know, 30 year old me sitting in my apartment, having my own place and like never doing anything fun. (laughs) But that's the thing. Like to me now, what's fun is like, sitting at home and just relaxing. You know, like an ideal day for me is waking up, brushing my teeth, washing my face, using my new face, which is like a facial toning device. um, Icing my face, I'm really into icing my face. And then cleaning my kitchen, making coffee, feeding the cats, and then just sitting on my couch and leisurely checking emails while I like have like a YouTube video on in the background and getting a lot of work done and then making myself dinner and maybe taking a shower or a bath and and going to bed like that that's my version of like a perfect day and so And and that's really how I feel. And so I'm able to have these perfect days so often because the things that make me happy are completely in my control and completely realistic. And, you know, I think obviously those things shift as your life shifts. And also like right now there's a pandemic. So I love traveling, but that's just really not an option for me. So, and I've come to terms with that. So, you know, even though I will say my birthday is March 31st. So last year I had a pandemic birthday. It was right at the beginning of lockdown or like the second week or something of lockdown. So everything was still very new, but I'll tell you what I didn't expect. I did not expect to have another lockdown birthday, which is at this point seeming like inevitable um, because I mean, January is coming to a close. February is a quick month and then March is here. So, and the thing is, is like, for me, it's not like when I think of my birthday, I'm like, needs to be amazing, needs to be a party, needs to blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel like I definitely went through that phase when I was younger, and I think that that's something that just fades over time. But I love to travel on my birthday. That's one thing. Like, so uh, last last year for my birthday, it was during the lockdown, so I just had a low-key thing just with one, one sister and my niece, and that was it. Um, and then my friends were amazing, and they sent me things in the mail, and that was... I felt very loved and and, and just, I, I really don't need much, you know? And then the year before that, I went to the Netherlands for my birthday. And then the year before that, I went to Cuba. And then the year before that, I think I went to Colorado. Like, I am just the queen of traveling on my birthday. I just love it because it's not like I want a birthday party. I just want to do something fun, and traveling is that for me it's 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 so much fun but you know it's just it's just not a possibility at the moment um unless I mean I would love if I could do something for my birthday because I'll be honest with you I don't mind it but also I would love to go somewhere I just want to go somewhere I just miss traveling I think that's the 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 most kind of that's the thing that I miss the most is just being able to travel. I really, really, really genuinely miss it so, so, so much. And I know that I'm privileged that that is the only thing that I feel like I'm lacking as a result of the pandemic. And I'm fully aware of that. But that's that's the one thing. Like, even if everything stayed exactly the same and I could travel, I would be like, yeah, sick. Perfect. This is perfect. Um, but yeah, so... Um, I love how this entire episode is just me talking about how old I am. I'm not even old. I'm 31. And, like, I'm not saying I'm not even old because, like, I'm in denial. But, like, 31 is just, like, objectively not that old. And society has um, convinced us that, you know, once you're in your 30s, like, you're dead. Your life is over. You're so fucking old. When in reality, like, being 30 is super young, relatively speaking. And it's actually really embarrassing when I hear people, like, Humming and hawing about turning thirty and being like, "I'm sold. my life is over." I'm just like, I guess you're fucking stupid. Um, sorry, uh, but yeah. So because of you know me being an elderly woman and, and all that, or at least in society standards, I decided to um, go to my primary care physician and get a physical exam and and get blood work. You know, just just responsible adult things. And to my surprise. I'm apparently very healthy. I mean, I'm very grateful, but I'm also like, really? Are you sure? I'm not deficient in uh, like seven different things? Like what? And it's so funny because like the week before my appointment, I just kept telling like my sister and my friends, like um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I had like, you know, um, an autoimmune disease. Cause I just like look like someone who should have an autoimmune disease and everyone was just like what the fuck are you saying i'm like i don't know i just feel like that's the vibe i get off or give off like someone who has an autoimmune disease can't explain it um but that's that is how i feel and um luckily i don't have an autoimmune disease or or really any disease and um i'm apparently very well nourished um so there's there's that which is nice but also a little shocking um But, yeah, I I will say there's something about getting a physical exam. I don't know what I thought it would be. Like, in my mind, because I'm going to be honest with you, I can't even remember the last time I got a physical. But, like, in my mind, it was going to be this whole thing. But, like, they literally, they check, like, your blood pressure. Um, I think they, like, check, like, your your heart rate or something. Um, They weigh you. uh, And then they get blood work done to, like, you know, make sure that everything else looks good, but like, that's ai don't know why I thought it was going to be something more. I don't, I don't know what I thought it was going to be, but I thought it would be more than what it was. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm glad that I did it because I, I'm not like a hypochondriac per se, but I will say there is a certain, um, comfort in just getting everything checked out and having, um, you know, uh, A physician give you the thumbs up that yeah you're healthy you're good you're not actually like dying or anything like that so that's nice you know I appreciate it it's not like I thought I was dying um and you know just because I said I look like someone who has an autoimmune disease doesn't mean that I uh, felt like I had an autoimmune disease. I just feel like that my face looks like someone who has an autoimmune disease. I really, I, I feel like I, no matter how much I try to explain it, I feel like it will make no sense because no one, everyone thinks I'm crazy when I say it, but that's fine. Um, but yeah, so another funny thing that I feel like has been happening a lot lately, which I'm just like, what have I done to make people feel this way? Is like so many people in my life will like be about to tell me something And then they'll be like, don't talk about it on your podcast. And I'm like, since when do I air other people's shit out on my podcast? Like, I talk about my own shit, but I don't talk about other people's shit. You know what I mean? Like... I'm not like let me let me tell you what my friend's drama is like that's that's not something I think I've ever done but I just think it's really funny that this is the new like thing that people are doing like this fucking podcasting ass bitch who clearly just says every thought that comes to mind let's make sure she doesn't talk about this on her podcast and um it just it's very funny to me so yeah but I mean I know I've, I've mentioned this before, but it's always a shock how vulnerable I've allowed myself to be on this podcast. But like, in all honesty, I love being able to feel like we're building a, a connection. And I mean like you and I, um, person who's listening. But also, I think it's a really healthy exercise for me because for a really, really long time, I was the type of person who thought you know don't cry it makes you look weak um you know uh, pretend like you're you're like a cold hard bitch who like nothing gets to her and and like you know all just I feel like that's something that a lot of young women think makes them seem cool maybe um, and, yeah, I'm really glad that I'm no longer in that place. But, you know, there are still these certain societal um, expectations and, and shaming around certain things. And I think one of those things, especially um, for Arabs, is being open and airing out, for lack of better words, like your dirty laundry. And, like, saying anything about yourself that could be perceived negatively. Um, All of those things are kind of like frowned upon, like you should present yourself, basically the way you want everyone to view you and the way you want everyone to view you as is as perfect as possible living a perfect life when I think that's actually really unhealthy. And, um, you know, I think that's why a lot of people are negatively impacted by Instagram. Uh, because they see people and they perceive them to be living these personal I mean perfect lives but like in reality like Instagram is really just such a small small part of that person's life and um, Instagram is just in my opinion not the platform for like super heavy shit like as far as like emotional things like I, I don't know I just that's never felt like the right place for me to to do that or be that and I feel like podcasts are more so that and as much as I love making you guys laugh and, and all that shit, yeah, it's, it's fun. I, you know, I'm I'm hilarious. It's fine. But I also just really love being able to like open up and talk to you guys because I I hope it encourages you to want to be more open and vulnerable because vulnerability is is strength. And I think that a lot of us grow up to think that vulnerability is a sign of weakness, but it's it's it really is truly a sign of being a strong confident person who knows who they are. And, 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 and showing emotion doesn't make them less of that, it only adds to it. And it only makes you a more empathetic and compassionate person, when you allow yourself to be in a position where, you know, you, you're really just kind of showing your true self. And I don't know, I, I've really been kind of enjoying this, this side of the podcast for me, which is just being open and honest and, and talking about, you know, where I'm at. And, um, you know, obviously, the most recent revelation I've had, which is that I have commitment issues, which, you know, I've, I've been trying to like dissect, I've also been trying to um, find a therapist Um, but you know, the healthcare system in America is super fucked up. So that's been a challenge in itself, but, um, I, I really want to work on that and I want to get to the root of it. I have some guesses, um, being, you know, as a woman who has given a lot of men the benefit of the doubt and been disappointed every time. And not just, like, you know, disappointed over, like, oh, he didn't buy me, like, uh, you know, flowers on Valentine's Day. Like, truly disappointed. Like, you know, people have um, abused my trust and, and you know, made false promises and have not followed through with things and, and things of that nature. It takes a toll on you. And um, I think that it's easier to kind of jump to the the opposite extreme end of that which is going from being um open to love and open and receptive and and uh, trusting and and all of that and then when you get fucked over a lot it's like well I'm just going to shut myself off completely because I never want that to happen ever again which that's not healthy you know like there has to be there has to be a happy medium and obviously I think there's a lot of factors that contribute to um, that, as well, which is also not really coming across anyone that has made me feel like I could feel safe around them. you know what i 'm saying so like it's it 's an internal thing based off of my life experiences, and then also like moving forward not not feeling like anyone has ever been worthy of that openness on my end and willing to trust and willing to commit to them and willing to believe them. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I, I really want to, I want to, to find ways for, I want to find ways to heal from it. I want to be able to be that girl who, who trusts people. And I, again, I don't think it's a weakness. I just think that, I, at a certain point, kind of had to create this exterior for myself because I felt like I needed to protect myself. Um, But I think, to be honest with you, when I think back to all of these situations that I was in that maybe um, had some lasting trauma, I think that another important thing to, to consider is that I was a different person than I am now. I mean, not like a completely different person, but, you know, I think when I was younger, a lot of my confidence was based off of things that I don't think confidence should be based on. If you want to have real, genuine, lasting confidence, um, I think I allowed myself, to find self-worth in a relationship um which I don't think was the best move um and you know things of that nature so you know taking all of that into consideration I mean I know I'm a very outspoken person and I think I've always been to a certain degree but am I definitely wasn't as outspoken as I am now and I definitely wasn't as articulate with my feelings and emotions as I am now and I'm still not the best but like you know I'm better so I think that there's also those factors to consider and I think back like if the version of me now were to be in those situations I think without a doubt I would have handled them differently and I probably would have removed myself from them before there could be any trauma so You know, this exterior that I've created for myself is a little bit uh, useless at this point because I have the tools to navigate those situations in a way that allows me to still be open and receptive while simultaneously having realistic expectations and still putting myself first because no matter whether you are in a, in a relationship or married, like you still need to be your own person. I think a big mistake that a lot of people make, which I've been guilty of it, is just really allowing the relationship to be such a big part of my identity. And I mean, there's, you know, the whole trope of, you know, the girl who gets a boyfriend and, and, and doesn't talk or hang out with her friends as much anymore. And it's like, I've been that girl like, I've been that girl, like, I get it. And it's, but it's, it's like one of those things, like you live and you learn. And, you know, I'm just at the point in my life where I I have a life of my own. And I have, you know, I have built this life for myself. And I, and I have responsibilities. And I cannot shirk those responsibilities. Because, you know, I want to hang out with a boy, you know what I mean? And so it just, all of this is just to say that I think that I'm proud of myself recently for, for the growth that I've had. But at the same time, I'm looking forward to growing and healing and being a better version of myself. And, um, I know there's a lot of great, like, self-help books out there. Um, I just really haven't felt an inclination to read any of them. But what I will say is I really just want to find a therapist because I feel like that that's something that I feel like I could really benefit from. And, and I've always kind of said this, even when I was working in the counseling field. Therapy can only help. It's never going to hurt. It can only help. You know what I mean? So, um, I really do want to give that a shot because I think that it can only help. And I know that a lot of people can't afford therapy, which is why I think self-help books are a great resource for that. Um, And there's a podcast that I would definitely recommend. It's called the voices in our heads with Christina Hutchinson, who's been on the podcast before. She also hosts another podcast that I love guys. We Fucked," which I've also been a guest on and um, she talks, she goes through a lot of self help books. And, and I love listening to her podcast and her just kind of like reading a few passages from those books, and then also like just discussing them. Um, so that's been really great for me. But if you're looking for actual book recommendations, I would definitely check out the books that she's recommended. Because I mean, from what I've heard from them, based on the, the excerpts that she's read on her podcast, they've all been pretty spot on and, and, and full of a lot of really helpful tools for just navigating life and, and, and trying to be a good person and trying to be a happy person and trying to sustain healthy relationships with people. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of mistakes that I've made in my life, but I forgive myself for them. And, um, and I think that that's also really important to just forgive yourself and, Look for those silver linings and be optimistic and try to find the good in your life and 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 try to appreciate the good in your life rather than thinking about all the things that you don't have that you feel like would improve your life. Um, I, I just think that being content is a little bit of a state of mind and I'm not an easily content person because I don't think that I'm deserving of more. It's just that I don't really need much to be happy. I'm happy all on my own. And all of those extra things are nice and great, but nothing is more fulfilling or brings me joy than feeling good about myself. And that's that's entirely up to me. And I think back to times when I wasn't unhappy and I think a lot of it had to do with putting my happiness in the hands of people who, number one, it's not their responsibility, but also number two, like, why would you trust these people with your happiness, you dumb bitch? Um, on that note, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Arab American Psycho. I, you know... I was thinking about it the other day. It's insane to me that you guys listen to this. Like, I'm just like, what, me? Um, If you like the podcast, leave a review on iTunes. Leave me some stars. I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Share the podcast with your friends. Share the podcast on your stories. Uh, I don't, tell someone about it. Tell your mom. Um, If you have, if you listen on Spotify, but you also have an iPhone, so you have the podcast app on your phone, just just go subscribe on the podcast app as well. You can subscribe in more than one place. You know, it's not going to hurt you. If you're subscribed to my podcast on Spotify, on uh, the podcast app, on, you know, Stitcher, on whatever, those are, I mean, why not? Why not? Just subscribe everywhere and leave a review. And um, thank you so much for supporting and, and showing love and And yeah, I'm really excited about this year. I'm really excited about um, the upcoming episodes. Um, I really want to try to make this podcast the best that it could be. And something that genuinely really does help the podcast grow is when you guys subscribe and leave reviews. So that's, that's why I ask, because it really helps the show. And I want to make the show fucking a thousand times better. Um, As always, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Arab American Psycho, where um, let me know what you guys want to see on that account. I feel like I can do more, but I want to give you guys stuff that you're interested in. So let me know what you want to see more of. And then as always, you can follow me on Instagram. I post stories, um, where I'm, you know, just live life. It's a little, my Instagram stories are kind of like a little mini vlog. Um, and then, you know, on my Instagram feed, it's just lots of pictures of me wearing fucking cute outfits. So Yeah. Follow me there, and thank you again for listening. I love you guys. Don't forget to floss your teeth. Don't forget to wear sunscreen, Uh, and don't be a dumb bitch. I'll talk to you guys next Sunday.